0: And the rest of us adults, amen, we're going to jump into the word of the Lord. Amen. We are anticipating God to speak to us here this morning and looking forward to the word of the Lord. Amen. it is the word of God that can bring us hope and can bring us direction. And I'm praying that God would help us today uh, with the word of the Lord. And I'd like to direct your attention, if you will, stand with me for the read of the word to the book of Mark. Amen. Mark chapter number one. Mark chapter 1 and verse 23, just a few verses, and then we're going to jump over to the book of Acts, just a few verses, Mark chapter 1 and verse 23, and it reads, and there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, amen, so this man was possessed by the devil, um, the margin, the Thompson chain refers to him as demoniac, amen, he was full of the devil. And first, verse 24 says, Saying, let us alone, what have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. Amen. The devil's identified who he was. Amen. The devil's identified immediately who he was. Uh, and verse number 25 says, And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. Now I said that with a raised voice and some intonation, but no doubt maybe Jesus probably just spoke the words, hold thy peace and come out of him. Um, And verse number 26 says that when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. And they were all amazed in so much that they questioned among themselves saying, what thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commanded he even the unclean spirits, and they do obey him. And immediately his fame spread abroad throughout all the region, round about Galilee. And from there we'll jump over to the book of Acts chapter number 19. Amen. Acts chapter 19. And verse number... Thirteen, Acts chapter 19 and verse 13. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure thee by Jesus whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and chief of the priests which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are ye? Amen. If that ever happens, you better run, because the devil don't know who you are. Amen. You have not been identified as a child of God, a man under authority and covenant relationship, and you're in over your head. You ever hear those words? And verse number 16 says, And the man in whom the evil spirit was, leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Amen. They were shamed. Amen. They were naked. They didn't have their clothes. When the devil got through with them, Amen. their clothes were off and they were wounded and beat up and they were shamed. Amen. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus and fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. And I want to preach, amen, this morning on this thought. The real versus the counterfeit. The real versus the counterfeit. Amen. If we could set our Bibles aside and ask the Lord to talk to us today. Amen. We need his anointing and his spirit in this place. God, we love you. We thank you for everything that you have done, God. We're asking you today, God, that you would anoint. My lips of clay, God. I am but mud. I am but clay in the hands of God. I am nothing without You, God. I need You this morning. I pray, God, that You would anoint me for Your glory and honor for the sake of Your people, God. I pray that You would anoint every heart and every mind here today to be receptive to Your Word, God. We need You in this place today, God. Without You, we're nothing but God with You in this place. All things are possible and we give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. The real versus the counterfeit. Troy Stroud could not have known it at the time, but as he passed a crisp new $20 bill to the woman in the drive-thru window at a Popeye's Chicken restaurant on North La Brea Avenue, He was doing more than just paying for his order, authorities said. The alleged counterfeiter was passing a suspected bogus bill right in front of a quick-thinking U.S. Secret Service agent who had been following Stroud. As Stroud's car idled in line, the agent ran inside the restaurant, flashed his badge, and took position behind the counter. He then watched as Stroud handed the allegedly fake currency to the clerk. And this is according to a 2008 article in the LA Times some years ago, but not too long ago. On Tuesday, federal authorities announced that Stroud and Forderman have been arrested and charged in connection with a massive counterfeiting scheme that U.S. Attorney Thomas O'Brien called one of the largest, if not the largest, counterfeit currency rings we have seen in Southern California. The ring is responsible for printing and distributing nearly $7 million in bogus currency over the last two years, authorities said. Assistant U.S. Attorney Wilkinson, the prosecutor on the case, said it was was unusual not because of the amount of money involved, but because agents were able to go up to the food chain in their investigation. Most of the time what we have is a handful of poorly crafted bills in small amounts, she said. When we were able to trace it all the way back to the source and stop the printing, that's a big coup. The bills allegedly produced with computers and inkjet printers were of particular concern to agents because they had proved difficult to detect and were passed in locations across the United States. Among those charged in the scheme was Albert Edward Talton, 44 years of age, of Lawndale, who is accused of printing the fake cash. A search of Talton's home turned up a full-scale counterfeit currency manufacturing plant, as the newspaper says, and more than $1 million in completed and partially completed fake bills, according to an affidavit filed in U.S. District Court in Los Angeles. Among the evidence found in the bald headed suspect's trash were 20 bottles of Aquanet. Amen. 20 bottles of Aquanet. That's a lot of bottles of Aquanet, just so you know. 20 bottles of Aquanet and white rain hairspray. Somebody say, Praise the Lord. Praise Amen. The Lord. Amen. Authorities say the hair product is commonly used to coat fake bills to block the counterfeit detecting pins used by merchants. As he was being taken into custody, Talton admitted that he had printed between $5 million and $6 million in fake currency, authorities said. Agents said Talton told them that he began experimenting by scanning a $10 bill into his computer a couple of years ago and reproducing it and that he branched out from there. Amen. People get very fancy and very particular when they're trying to create money when they're trying to create a counterfeit they go through every uh, they go through every uh, thing possible to try to make something that is fake appear real and and and, ha- and feel real and they go through all the different steps that they that they know are possible to try to create something that looks like the real thing but alas it's something fake altogether. Amen. There's many. Uh, there's probably many other stories you could Google on the internet and find different stories of counterfeiting rings and people that tried to sell people things that they said were real, but alas, when they used it, they were found fake. Amen. Many people tried to produce all sorts of things. Amen. They put a Louis Vuitton label on a purse and tell you that this is a real thing. They got it for a bargain deal and they're going to pass along some savings to you because you're their friend and they care about you. Amen. Many times, perhaps you have even ventured out just out of the border into uh, Mexico just for some getting getting together with uh, family or just getting out and trying to find a good deal. And lo and behold, you stumble upon somebody selling some really good Rolex watches for a cheap price. For me as a kid, amen, years ago, we would go visit family in Yuma, Arizona. And they would say, "Let's go get out. Let's go have some fun." We go to Yuma, Arizona, and we get we go to Algodones, and and that was a city, a, a border town in Mexico. And there you got really good tacos, and those were real, amen. Because you know, once you take a bite, those are real. They were the real thing. Uh, but then there was others that would be walking along the way. And perhaps my brother remembers this. That they we found one individual. I don't remember if it was a store or if it was someone walking down the road. And they said, "Hey, we want to sell you some really nice watches." We got here we got Rolex, we got all sorts of things, and they're only $35. Thinking, man, what a score, what a good deal. And you know, of course, we're uh, under we're underage, we're probably in our early teens, if maybe even younger than that, we're thinking, wow, we we can never afford a Rolex watch in America. Maybe, maybe even maybe we can afford one now. We can, you know, kind of gouge our, our parents for $35, which is a lot of money for a teenage kid or a 12-year-old kid, and we were able to secure some money, and we bought ourselves our first Tag Heuer watch. And we thought, man, this is so cool. Look at that beautiful brass, that beautiful silver, whatever type of material it was. I think I had me a nice leather watch, and I was really stoked, really excited about my new Tag Heuer leather watch. And began wearing it, and a few days later, the threads began coming out of the sides. And I thought, man, they don't make them like they used to make them. Or perhaps I got sold a fake. Perhaps I got con. Perhaps I bought me a counterfeit watch. Amen. Maybe some of you ladies, amen, went online. I don't know. Maybe you went on Craigslist one day and found you a nice coach purse for $15. And they swore up and down it was a real thing. But you got it home and you began to use it for a couple days and it began to tear apart. I don't know. But there are many times, amen, people would try to create something that looks like the real thing. But alas, it's not real at all. It's fake. Amen. I would tell you today, amen, that there is a real Holy Ghost. And there is a counterfeit Holy Ghost. Amen. There are churches you can go through up and down the state of California and the cities in which you live. And there are many people that would proclaim, we've got something real that you need. We've got something real that you want. Amen. I don't know. Perhaps a young person, amen, remembers going down to the Stockton flea market finding yourself a nice pair of saran wrap Nike shoes thinking, I got me a nice deal. I got me the real thing. These things, say swoosh on them. These are the real Nikes. And I remember going down there sometimes and looking and saying, man, they make those things look real. Are you sure they're not real, Brother Paul? Are you sure they're not real? They, they say Nike. on They can't do that. And then you come to find out, it's It's made in uh, in China, and there's lots of counterfeiting that happens in that country, and and you begin to, you know, you stumble upon some things and they look like the real thing, but they're not real when it comes down to when it gets down to the brass taxes. And I would tell you today that I have been living for God for more than 20 years. I made up my mind as a young person, as a 12-year-old boy. Amen. I was gonna see if this thing that my parents had that they preached about that they thought every Wednesday night about if it was real. Amen. sins are washed away oh hallelujah, hallelujah 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 i don't want something that looks real i don't want something that sounds real i don't want something that feels real but i want something genuine on the inside of my soul that i know I remember that song, amen, it's real, it's real, I know it's real, amen. this Pentecostal blessing, and I know, I know it's real, amen, and I, I remember hearing that song as a kid thinking, I don't know if that's really real or not, amen, I don't know, Sister G, if that's just something that the, my ancestors, my forefathers, amen, believed it, amen, but one day I had to find out for myself, is what they're preaching about for real, is it for me is it still genuine is it still authentic today how is it that a 36 year old young man can get behind the pulpit and scream till he's blue in the face and preach the word of god Amen. when there's many other opportunities out of this world i would tell you it's because i found him for myself to be real i tried him and i Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord, I worship you today. I worship you today. I worship you today. I worship you today. Hallelujah, I'm preaching to some young people in this place today. Amen. You may be wondering if what we're doing is real, if it's applicable for your life, if it's the genuine thing. I would tell you, you can search far and wide None of that can compare. Hallelujah. But it's often times the bright lights, amen, that try to deceive you. It's it's the glamorous things of this world that will try to allure you. Amen. Thinking that there's something out there that's worth it. achieving it's worth fighting for it's worth amen giving up your walk with God amen this is the most important thing the thing that the devil does not want you to know is some of those things amen such as being blessed and having nice things in a fancy car it's not bad amen but it's bad when you put that before the things of God if you can understand that Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Psalms chapter 16 and verse number 11. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. In his presence there's fullness of joy. And at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. That's the difference between the real and the counterfeit. Amen. That the joy that you get in the house of the Lord, in the presence of God, it's fullness. It's realness. In his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. But somewhere along the line, you've got to pursue, amen, that right hand of God. You've got to say, God, I want what you have for me in your right hand. God, open unto me that hand. I'm ready for you to bestow that in my life. Amen. There are pleasures forevermore. It's an inexhaustible store which may be drawn upon forever. Amen. There's no limit, amen, to what you can experience in the presence of God. There's no limit to what you can experience in God's house. Hallelujah, I would tell you today that you can get on your knees and you can pray for 30 minutes and feel like I want some more prayer. I want to talk with God some more. I believe there's yet more for me. And I would tell you that as you go another 30 minutes, amen, it'll get sweeter. It'll get better. It'll be more joy. It'll be greater. It'll be greater. It'll be greater. And you can even say within yourself, It'll get better. And God will show you more. And you'll find more fullness of joy. And more peace and more pleasures. In the presence of God. It'll get sweeter. It'll get better. It'll get more better and more sweeter. With every extra minute you spend in God's presence. It's inexhaustible. It's inexhaustible. Amen. In the presence of God. As we're talking about the real, the genuine, the authentic. Amen. There is, according to the book of Psalms 16 and 11 that we just read the scripture, there's quality and there's quantity. Amen. It's quality that you get in the presence of God. Hallelujah. It's quality. For quality there is in heaven, joy and pleasures. Amen. There's fullness of joy. That's quality of life. Amen, that's quality of life. I can get into God's presence. I can find my way early to church, into the prayer room and begin to seek after God. I can begin to get some quality of life. I can begin to allow God to touch my mind and God can give me direction what I'm to do tomorrow on my job or what I'm going to do with my family or how to, what decisions I'm going to make and I begin to have a better quality of life amen that comes that's an outward a flow of the presence of God in our lives there's a quality that comes from the real thing amen and it's not just quality that comes from the real thing but there's quantity that comes it is forever more amen you can always come down to an altar amen you can always find your way before the face of God and reach out to Him. And there's more that God has for you. Amen. You did not exhaust the blessings of God yesterday in last night's prayer meeting. You did not exhaust the mind and the wisdom of God when you went to God in prayer yesterday. But today His mercies are new. There's a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost even in this place on this sunny morning that God wants to bestow upon a young life today. Hallelujah, 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 the quicker you can begin to realize and tell the difference between the real and the counterfeit, the more, amen, the more heartache you're going to save yourself from in this world, amen, somebody couldn't walk up to Brother Brother Duarte, and try to sell something fake. He's been around for a few years. He can identify, hey man, first of all, I don't like your attitude and I don't like the product you're selling. You can identify it. But if you come up to, you know, if you come up to Jack, you know, and you say, hey, this is a nice Rolex watch. And I said, oh, cool, thanks. Here's all the money my mom gave me. I'm like, oh man. You could get away with that. But the quicker you can identify the real, between between the real and the counterfeit, the more heartache you're going to save yourself from. Hallelujah. And the real, amen, the real genuine Holy Ghost, the thing that we have in this place today, we should not take it for granted, amen. But every time we come together, we should be on our face saying, God, we want some more of that real genuine Holy Ghost outpouring in our church, God. We cannot have a fake move of God. We cannot go with emotions, God. We've got to have it real. We've got to have a a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. We've got to have something genuine, genuine. In our church, God, nothing short of it will do. Amen. I've got to leave this place every time and know it in my heart of hearts. Measure. They're Hallelujah. without measure. That's right, They're yeah. without ending. Praise God. Just like you could come and spend some time in God's presence. You could spend some time before the Lord. And it gets sweeter and sweeter. Praise you could pick up some heroin on the side of the road. God help you if you ever do that. You could say, Well, I'm going to, however, you, I don't know how that works if you do a line or you snort it or you insert it. I don't know. You could do some. Feel great. Keep putting some more in there. See how great you start feeling. Put a little bit more in there. See how good you start feeling. It's going to get worse and worse before it takes your life. But not so with the real. That's the counterfeit. That's That's the counterfeit. It's temporary joy. It's temporary pleasure. But it leaves heartache and pain. And it exposes you to the elements of this world. Yeah. Just like those sons of Sceva trying to cast out a devil. They did not know. They did not know Jesus. They just heard of Jesus. They did not have their relationship with him. They attempted to use the name Jesus as a magical term. Or some oath that they could just use upon the devil. Amen. And they thought they had the real thing. It's got the real name on it. we use the name of Jesus. But you ain't real, honey. That ain't real what you got. Amen. You've got to have a walk with God. You've got to be in covenant relationship with God. You've got to have some authority over your life. These folks in the book of Acts chapter 19 were vagabond Jews. Amen. What that means, they were wandering about aimlessly. They did not have no father. They did not have no authority over their life. They were doing what they pleased. They were renegade Jews. Amen. Thinking that they had, uh, they were they were of the Jewish lineage. Amen. They even knew the right words to use. But they were not in covenant relationship with God. Amen. I will tell you today, you've got to be in covenant relationship with God, you've got to testify in your life. Or oh, you what you got. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It had the real name. They put that Nike swoosh on the shoes, if you will. It is real. We got the name right. You don't have everything else right that lines up. Hey, Amen. I want to. As the Bible says, examine myself. Say, God, I've got to have the real thing. And it's not something that I do from time to time. It's something that I do on a regular basis. God, help me to have the real Holy Ghost. God I want the real presence of God I want the real touch of God I'm not satisfied with some counterfeit I'm not satisfied with just tickling ears Lord and tickling symbols, God but I want something that's going to produce real radical transformation in my life I want the same Holy Ghost that my parents got back in the in the late 70's when God he'll with the Holy Ghost and deliver them ghost hallelujah if what you've got amen ain't producing change in your life I question if it's really real or not hallelujah hallelujah the real joy the real joy of the holy ghost is unlike some euphoric feeling from a promiscuous lifestyle that leaves you naked and shamed, wounded and full of regrets. The enemy will try to tempt folks, thinking it's going to feel nice. It's going to be great. It's going to be bragging rights on a school ground campus, college campus, whatever. But it's fleeting. It's fleeting. And it leaves you just like these vagabond Jews, naked and wounded, shamed. But I want something real that God has for my life. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 24 says, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season esteeming the reproach of Christ, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Moses was such a man that he was able to identify the fake, the counterfeit from the real. It said of Moses as he was the prince of Egypt, that Moses had a prospect of inheriting large treasures in Egypt. And that he voluntarily gave them up to be, me- to be the means of delivering his nation from bondage. Egypt, that most powerful nation of the world, that, that, ruled, that, that, that ruled the world. Egypt, that abounded in wealth. And Moses, as the, adop- the adopted son of the daughter of the king, would naturally be heir to a great estate. Amen. How many of us would just simply love to have a rich uncle or a rich grandpa or a rich mom or dad that we knew, man, one day I'm going to get all that they got. One day I'm going to drive that Mercedes. I'm going to drive that gold-plated chariot. I'm going to drive that. You know, that beautiful white horse is going to be mine or that that beautiful velvet robe is going to be mine. I don't know however Moses viewed it, but perhaps growing up as a young man, he began to say, wow, I wonder what going to be like one day when I sit on that throne. When they're feeding me large, plump grapes by hand and waving palm branches to cool me down. That's going to be the day when I have an endless supply of gold, silver. it all be mine. But the Bible says <clears throat> that there came a day <clears throat> when God spoke to Moses. God revealed to Moses something and it was <clears throat> found in the book of Deuteronomy 18 and 15 that Moses saw the coming of Christ that's why Hebrews chapter 11 24 through 26 could refer to Moses as esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt Moses caught a glimpse of the real thing. Perhaps all of his life he thought that's the real thing. What Pharaoh has, <clears throat> what the daughter of Pharaoh has, that's the real thing. I want that one day. I want it so bad. But there came a day in Moses' life when he was exposed to the real. And all of a sudden he began to realize what I've seen in Egypt is temporary. It's false hope. It's not the real thing. In fact, it's counterfeit. <clears throat> and it takes somebody that can get into the presence of God, amen, that can hear a mother of Zion saying, Moses, you're not an Egyptian. You're a Hebrew, Moses. You're not like everybody else around you. And I would tell you today, amen, that there's a preacher in this church today that's sounding the alarm in your life. Amen. You're not like everybody else, folks. Amen. There's a special touch of God upon your life. Amen. I would tell you that this joy that I have, this Holy Ghost that I have, it's the real thing. It's the real thing. All thing else out there are fake and false and counterfeit. Hallelujah. hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. They're worth more. The things of God are greater riches. They're worth more. They're of greater value than the things out in this world. Amen. Once you've tasted or tried or been exposed to the real, you can never be fooled again. Hallelujah. That's, right. Hallelujah. that's, right. Thank you. that's why you can grow up in church. Thank and you Lord. can know what it's like to come to an altar and feel God and know what it's like to feel the tears, the hot tears streaming down your cheeks. With the hands uplifted as a young person and the day comes and you walk out of this church perhaps you, you skip out and you go to a party and you, you get excited thinking I, I, I'm experiencing something really cool but in the back of your mind you know this is fake this ain't the real thing what I got there in Abundant Life Center what I got there in an old fashioned apostolic altar that's the real and nothing else can compare it to nothing else can, can come close to it that's the real thing. It's said that bank tellers, they touch the real money all day long at work. That the moment that they come into contact with some counterfeit bills, they know it almost immediately. Because all day long, they're handling the real thing. They're touching the real money. They know what real money feels like. And then after a while, and then some, somebody comes in, some shady individual comes in and it gives them a fake $20 bill. And they know it. Hey, hey, okay. I'm just gonna push this button into my desk. Gonna have some assistance here. Gonna be alright. They know what's the real. And when you've been exposed to the real Holy Ghost, when you've been exposed to the real joy in your life, and you go out to this world thinking, Well, I'm gonna go, I'm just gonna try out any church. I'm just gonna go out and try any any doctrine that's out there, you're gonna know it's not there. What I felt. In here, I don't feel out there. And I'm not. I'm not saying this is the only church, not by any stretch of the imagination. I've been to many wonderful, powerful churches that have impacted my life, amen. But there's a there's a thread of the Holy Ghost that, if it's woven through a church's, uh, if it's woven through a church's nature and through the, its people, amen. You can feel God. Amen. In different places. Amen. But it has to be that real Holy Ghost. It has to be holiness. It has to be the real genuine touch of God. Amen. I'm hungry for it. I'm desirous of it today. Amen. Once you've received the Holy Ghost talking in other tongues and you've been baptized in Jesus' name and felt the load of sin lift up your shoulders, you know what the real and the genuine is like. There's something about, Amen, watching a young person watching a man or a woman go down in the baptismal tank, that blue baptismal tank, and hear them say, "Well, I've felt God before, but I've never, like I've, never like I've never felt it like this. I've never felt it like this. I've never felt it like this. I've never saw it like that. Amen. That's the real. That's the genuine." In your life, and I would tell you today that the Holy Ghost is not for the older population only, it's not for the middle aged, it's not for grandma and grandpa. Amen. I would tell you it's as long as they come, amen. If they're hungry for God, God will fill them with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I remember, amen, as a young boy, amen. I grew like up going to the Christian school in Stockton. And I remember every morning, amen, they'd have morning prayer. And I remember there was one particular teacher, Sister Bird, in the first grade class, amen, is it first grade or kindergarten, and every morning she was leading the young children in prayer, five and six years of age. And I remember hearing that class pray, and I'll never forgot it, amen, because I began to hear the reports, amen, I was in eighth grade, and they were in, in kindergarten. come and just line up this front altar area Just 20 and down. Amen. I believe that God wants to move in our young people. Come on, all the young people, just come up to the front. Amen. There's no need to be shy or bashful or timid. Amen. I would tell you, amen, that God has a plan in store for your life as a young person. Amen. The world would try to tell each and every one of you young people that there's something real out there. Amen. That what they have out there is real. Terrence Real, that's a counterfeit, but I would tell you, and I would challenge each and every one of you that if you don't believe me, I would tell you to try it for yourself. See if what I preach is a real thing, Marcel. See if what I'm preaching somebody, is a real thing. Amen. I would tell you that God wants to deal each and every one of our young people with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, with speaking in other tongues. It's for each and every one of us here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The world going to try to tempt you with things that have a fake Nike symbol on the front. He's going to try and tempt you with things that have a fake emblem. And he's going to try and tell you that's real. And what we have here is fake. But I'm going to tell you, amen, in the power of the Holy Ghost, that this is the real thing. God has a plan in store for your life. Every one of these young people. Amen. God can use you to do exploits. Great things for God. And you hold tremendous value in the eyes of God. And there is nothing that replaces, amen, the, the genuine, that's touched, the sincere touch of God in your life. Hallelujah. So what I want us to do, amen, no one's going to lay hands on you right now. But I want you, if you will, just to close your eyes and just to lift your hands. And I want the rest of the church just to, just to stretch your hands for us the young people. Amen. As they reach out to God right now. God, I pray, oh Lord, that you would help every one of these young people, God. As you're closing our eyes, God. And as you're lifting our hands to you, God. I am praying, God, that you would visit with me, Lord. That you would touch them right where the right, brother. God.